Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from storytellers around the world who will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105, I'm Kim and I love stories. The story today is Lion, Vulture and Hyena. It's from East Africa and told by Kate Corkery. It's all about learning to live with people who might be very different to you. What would you say to someone who was really annoying you and they didn't even know it? Maybe they eat with their mouth open or snore really loudly. Would you talk to them about it or try not to let it bother you? Or maybe you'd have a big shout at them. Have a think while we have a quick word with the grown-ups and we'll be right back to find out how the lion, the vulture and the hyena got along with each other. Hello, super great kids. It's me again. How do you think the lion, the vulture and the hyena are going to get along? Hmm. Well, let's have a listen to Kate's story and find out. Hello, everyone. It's Kate Corkery here. I was lucky enough to live in East Africa for three years. Such a beautiful part of the world. And the story I'm going to tell you today comes from there. Once upon a time, long time ago, when animals could speak and do lots of things we don't see them do now, there was a lion. Simba. Lion was walking across the parched, dried earth. It was a hot, hot, hot day. Lion was tired. Lion was thirsty. Lion wanted to find somewhere cool out of the hot sun, somewhere he could shelter in the shade. On the same day, At the same time, a few paces behind Lion was another animal, not as handsome, not as strong, not as confident. It had a nervous laugh (laughs) and and scruffy fur and and, and a little limp in her leg. (laughs) It was, yes, you maybe guessed it, it was Hyena. Hyena. But Hyena was also hot and thirsty and tired and looking for somewhere cool to shelter. And up in that blue-blue sky, there was a bird circling round. Now, today, if we saw that bird, it wouldn't look so beautiful. But long ago, at the time of the story, it was beautiful, for it had the most wonderful coloured feathers on its head. When you see the bird today, maybe you can guess who it is. You might see him with a scraggy neck and a bald head. And he might remind you of a very, very old, very, very thin man wearing a dress suit that's a bit too big. (coughs) Yes, you've guessed, I think. Vulture. Vulture. That's how he looks today. But at the time of the story, oh, Vulture looked magnificent. He had feathers more beautiful than a peacock's feathers. 
and Volsha was circling round in the sky, but he was also feeling the heat, and Volsha was also looking for somewhere cool to rest. And would you believe it? Exactly at the same time, those three creatures, they found a cave, a beautiful, big, dark, cool cave, and each of them said at the same time, I want to live here. Now, nobody had found it first. Nobody had spoken first. They had found it and claimed it at exactly the same time. So the lion, the vulture and the hyena, they stopped in their tracks and they they looked at each other and they looked at the cave. It was a really big, beautiful cave. Plenty of space in that cave. Well, lion, he spoke first. He said, well, I am lion. I am the king. And, uh... As king, I say that there is enough room in this cave for all three of us to shelter. But as king, I say, before we even think of living in a cave such as this one, we need to be very honest with each other and we need to tell each other what it is we like and what we don't like so that we will get on well together. I, for example, I am the king, as I've mentioned already, and as king, you always show me respect. And you show me respect by never, ever, ever looking at me in the eye. Now, you may speak to me, you may say what you wish to me, but never look me directly in the eye. Do you understand? <laughs> yes, said Hyena. Yes, Your Majesty, we would never look you in the eye. <laughs> well, do you have something to say, Hyena? Oh, me? Say something? Um... Yes, um, well, um, I, I, I know that my fur is very scruffy. <laughs> I know I have an, a nervous laugh. <laughs> I can't help it. And I know that my, my limp uh, makes me walk in a funny way. But, but, but the, the, the only thing that upsets me, that really upsets me, really, really upsets me, is to think that others might be talking about me, saying things about me behind my back. That's the one thing that makes me very, very angry and very upset. Right, said Lion. We understand. We will never talk about you behind your back, hyena. <laughs> Thank you, Your Majesty. Vulture. Ah. Have you something to say? Ah. Well, said Vulture, <laughs> I don't mind if you look me in the eye. <sighs> and I don't mind if you talk about me behind my back or in front of me. In fact, what's the point of me having these wonderful, beautiful feathers if nobody admires them, if nobody looks at them, if nobody praises them? In fact, if people do not look at me and if people do not speak to me and talk about me, I get very, very, very upset. I get very sad. In fact, the one thing that I need is that somebody says something nice to me every single day. Right said Lion. We understand. So, the three decided they would live in this cave together. The lion, the vulture, and the hyena. Now, how do you think they got on? Well, let me tell you, it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful in the beginning. Well, it just so happened, Hyena was very clean and tidy. She was always cleaning the cave. She was always first up in the morning. She would run to the well with buckets to get water. Vulture, it so happened, was a wonderful cook. Vulture would get up and put on his apron and he would be there at the stove making porridge for the king when Lion oh, finally got up and Lion loved to sit and be served. It was absolutely wonderful. 
In fact, one morning, Hyena got up very early and she ran to the well with the two buckets full of water and Vulture got up and he put on his apron and he started stirring porridge on the stove for the king and Simba the lion, he got up and he gave a big stretch and a yawn. <gasps> oh, mm. Morning, Vulture. My goodness, your feathers look amazing today. What beautiful colours they have with the sun shining in on them. <laughs> Thank you, Your Majesty. And you're a wonderful cook. I love your porridge. Will it be ready soon? <laughs> yes, Your Majesty. Yes, your porridge is ready. Ah, oh, said Lion. I could never have imagined how well we three could get on. You're a wonderful cook. You always look well. You're polite. You're well turned out. And Aina... Oh, could you imagine anybody more perfect than Aina to live with? She is clean, she is tidy, she is polite. <laughs> Do you know what? I like her little laugh. I find it charming, her little laugh. <laughs> oh, yes, it becomes her. I never noticed that her fur is scruffy. Do you? Not at all. It doesn't matter. And... With regard to her limp, well, at least she can get around. It doesn't stop her from doing anything. No, Hyena's a wonderful person to live with. Boys and girls, are you listening to my story? Are you really listening to my story? Can you hear what the lion is saying? He's not saying anything bad. He's not saying anything bad. But do you know what he's doing? Yeah, you've guessed it. He is talking about Hyena behind her back. And it just so happened at that moment, Hyena was returning from the well with the two buckets of water. And from outside the cave, she could hear Lion's big voice booming, Hyena's fur, Hyena's laugh, Hyena's legs. And when she heard him talking about her, she was so upset. She dropped those two buckets of water. She ran straight into the cave. She looked at Lion right into his eyes. She pointed to him and she said, you were talking about me behind my back. I heard you. I heard you. I heard you. It's the one thing I asked you not to do, not to talk about me behind my back. You were talking about me behind my back. I am so angry. Lion could not believe that Aina dared to look him straight in the eye. Such disrespect to the king. How dare you look me in the eye, Hyena? How dare you? Well, Lion, he got up and he was walking and stomping backwards and forwards across the cave. He was so angry. His tail stuck out behind him and as he turned to give an almighty roar at Hyena, his tail knocked the pot of boiling porridge off the stove. The pot of boiling porridge flew through the air and it landed <laughs> on top of Vulture's beautiful, colourful feathers. It burned into Vulture's head. Vulture tried to remove the porridge from his head, but in doing so, <laughs> he pulled out <laughs> clumps and <laughs> clumps and <laughs> clumps and <laughs> clumps of beautiful colourful feathers until soon there was a big mess of porridge and feathers on the floor and Vulture was left with a bald pink head. Ah, 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 ah. He had nothing to show off now. He had nothing to be praised for now. He had nothing to boast about now. Vulture was so upset he scuttled out of the cave and he hid in a tree. Lion was so angry, Lion stormed off in a straight line and didn't look back. And Aina was so upset, she scuttled out of the cave and she hid behind a rock. <laughs> and ever since then, you will never find a lion, 
a hyena and a vulture living in the same cave at the same time? No. Now, what you might see is a lion getting up early and eating its prey. Maybe it's a zebra, maybe it's a gazelle. Eating as much as lion wants to eat and when lion moves away, hyena will wait her turn and she will come out from behind a rock and she will start to finish what lion has left behind. And when hyena has eaten her fill, she moves away and down from a tree will fly vulture and he will pick the bones clean. That's what they do now. They take turns. And it's also meant to be the story of how the vulture got that bald head of his. Now, I think it's a great story, but I don't know if that's what really, really happened. If you can think of what really happened to Vulture to get his bald head, maybe you could write a very good story about that. But for now, I'm just remembering those beautiful animals in East Africa that I love to watch by the waterhole, the lion, the hyena, the vulture, and how they respect each other and take their turn and get on as best as they can, sharing the place they're living in. Snip, snap, snout. The story is out. Thank you, Kate, for that. What a lovely story. Now, I've got some very good news. If you live in the UK and you'd like to hear Kate Corkery or Peter Chand telling stories in person, along with lots of other storytellers, well, there's a storytelling festival coming called Festival at the Edge. It's next weekend, July the 16th until the 18th, and it's near Cleebury Mortimer in South Shropshire. You can book your tickets online at www.festivalattheedge.org. There are limited tickets this year which need to be booked in advance. It sounds like a wonderful lineup with stories, music, and dance for people of all ages. So do check it out. Time to dig into our bag of happies and thank yous. A special thanks to all our listeners in Seattle. And thanks all of you for the lovely reviews this week. And particular thanks to Theo for supporting us on Ko-fi. Theo likes to listen to stories in the car and then he retells his own version at bedtime. Go for it, Theo. We rely on your donations and subscriptions to keep producing Super Great Kids stories and to help pay for our storytellers. If you'd like to support us on Ko-fi, go to ko-fi.com forward slash stories or... You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and get all our stories ad-free, early access to the next story and one bonus story every month. Just go to the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. And you've been sending in such beautiful pictures. Thanks to Zeline, who sent in a detailed picture of Princess Frankie and the Frog. I love Princess Frankie having a dress to match her pink palace. Thanks very much for sharing it. And thanks to Super Great Kids followers in Ireland, Phoebe, who is six, and her sister Alicia, who is two and a half, 
Phoebe sent us two lovely pictures of how the rainbow got into the sky and the parrot's advice. And thanks to Henry in New Hampshire, who sent us a very moving picture of Pip and the moon rabbit bonding through space. Thank you, Henry. And thank you all. We really love hearing from you. It's the icing on our cake. See you next week.